Hello, everybody. It is time for matchup number two of the AFL team name rumble. It is a very interesting episode with the Steel Sharks going up against the Vikings. <laughs> Enjoy. He has a loving wife, a dad body, the three kneecaps, and he has a bird. Welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Hello, servus, grüß euch. Welcome back to the podcast, He Has a Bird. I am your host, Sean Shelton. We are here, or I'm here with my father for game two of the AFL team name Rumble. This week, we have the Vikings versus the Steel Sharks. And this is going to get very, very interesting. It's not going to be as clear cut as not only in, in outcome, but in, in definition as, as the Steel Sharks, or excuse me, as the Rangers and the Giants. Because what the fuck is a Steel Shark? But we'll get, but we'll get into that later. Um, for people who didn't hear the first episode, what we're doing is we're, we're taking the team names of all the AFL teams and having them hypothetically battle each other on 11 versus 11 premise. And why I have my father here is there's no better person to talk about the, the team names or the mascots of the AFL teams because over the past five seasons for every single Raiders game, so 80 plus, 90 plus games, um, he has sent a motivational me message weekly before the game, oftentimes incorporating the opposing mascot or team name. Um, for an example of that, another example, like last week's, um, this was a message I got about our previous two our game against the Vienna Vikings in Vienna last year. So it's not always about the team names, but oftentimes it is. This one is actually about history of the city. And the message reads, 336 years ago, an alliance of Christian armies led by General Jan Sobiatsky, the king of Poland, defeated the Ottoman army and liberated the city of Vienna. At the last possible moment, just before Vienna fell, Jan Sobieski arrived at Kallenberg, a hill north of the city. Even though Berg is, they call it a mountain, but it's not a mountain. It's a hill. So Kallen Hill. I don't know what hill is in German. They didn't cover that in B1. He was leading a force of 40,000 Poles. Um, the battle began soon afterwards in the early mornings or early hours, or early morning hours of September 12th. The King of Poland, with a fearsome winged hussars, along with 20,000 men, led a cavalry charge down the hill into the right flank of the Ottoman army. The hussars were one of the most formidable fighting forces of the time. With the sound of the wind through the feathers of their artificial wings was said to unnerve the enemy horses and drive superstitious soldiers into panic. The battle was over in three hours. The siege was broke and the city was saved. Jan III Sobieski was received as the hero of Vienna. Unfortunately for the Vienna Vikings, history rarely repeats itself. Today, the field general, Sean Christopher Shelton I, has arrived at Hoyavata, a hill north of the city, 
leading a force of Tyrolean Raiders. The quarterback, with the fearsome, massive offensive line, along with the offense, will lead a charge down the hill right into the heart of the Vikings defense. The Raiders' offensive line is one of the most formidable in all of Europe, and the sight of Michael Habertin dancing has said to, to unnerve enemy coaches and drive their defensive linemen into panic. The battle, the battle t- or today's battle will also be over three hours. However, the siege will not be broken, and the city will not be saved. The siege will continue on to the ECTC Superfinal and the Austrian Bowl, and, the, and Sean Christopher Shelton the first most definitely will not be received as the hero of Vienna. I think that's safe to say. That was a pretty good one, Pops. You're proud of that one. That was, that was, yeah, I'm proud of that one. That was one of my better ones. And, uh, 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 you know, I really like history. I've always loved it. And uh, I got to tell you, you playing and living in Europe has really broadened my historical horizons and yeah. you know, coming over and, and being able to see you. I never, never even, you know, traveled to Europe before, you know, you, you uh, started playing over there. Well, so, a lot of well, history. True. Uh, well, the backstory behind that message, that motivational message is after the 2018 Austrian Bowl, we, we spent a couple of days in Vienna and we toured around and we went to Schönbrunn. And you learned all about the Habsburgs and got you interested in the Viennese history and came along that story. And we actually yeah. went on top of uh, yeah. Kallenberg and you heard the story. And I think they have a monument of, of have the, a church that yep. they built for one Sobieski. So he incorporated what he learned in our trip to Vienna into a motivational yeah. mes- message yeah. against the Viennese or against the Vikings. Yeah. And well, I love the Vikings. Hey, love them. They're good for Austrian football. Yeah. Uh, I was, I, I haven't told you that I was giving Chris a little bit of a hard time in our national team meeting. Uh, Chris is the national team defense coordinator. I'm the national team quarterback coach. And we were talking about special teams and we were talking about how we should work on quarterbacks, pooch punting into defensive backs, backs, because a very effective play. And he just shook his head like. <laughs> um, nothing but fun. It's always good to have other good football teams in Austria or in Europe. Absolutely. We need more. Good competition is always good. We need more. But today, the Raiders are not going against the Vikings. The Steel Sharks are going against the Vikings. So let's start there. Dad, what the hell is a Steel Shark? They you know, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, I guess, you know, my research came, you know, how did that name even come about? And I guess... There were what the combination of two teams. There were the Steelers, as far as I understand, and then the Sharks. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Sharks, and then they became the Steel Sharks. And when mm-hmm. you try to do research on Steel Sharks, the only thing that comes up is there was a really uh, bad movie made several years ago called The Steel Sharks, uh, kind of a B movie, uh, you know, with like Gary Busey in it, and you know, not a great movie mm-hmm. uh, about submarines. Like mm-hmm. Steel Steel Sharks were actually submarines, but. Uh, so that's that's always been a tough one. Like you know, some some of the the teams you played are are you know easier, mm-hmm. even though like the Vikings have become very tough because like last year you played them four times, so yep. it gets tougher and tougher. Uh, but the Steel Sharks, you know, I guess you got to got to go with hey, it's a shark, right? And and generally when you think of shark, or you think of the apex predator, the the top shark, the biggest mm-hmm. shark, the great white. Yeah. And I guess with with a with steel skin. Right. Yep. And and then, you know, you look at uh, 
you know, sharks have always been thought to not be very intelligent and be, you know, kind of depicted as just eating machines, pure eating machines. But I think research recently has kind of indicated that maybe, maybe that's not really accurate and maybe they are a little more intelligent than uh, <clears throat> we've given them credit for. And they even are, are social, but you, but in, 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 in really, when you think about a shark, it's just really a big eating machine that, that never stops, you know, mm -hmm. uh, constantly swimming, uh, constantly looking for food, constantly eating, you know, trying to, you know, uh, and then you even run into, you know, sharks like the tiger shark, which, you know, they call the garbage man of the sea because he eats everything, you know, yeah. it just whatever it bumps into, it eats. Uh, so big, big, strong, fast eating machines. Okay, so uh, really sharks. So it doesn't the 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 mascot name or the team name is is pretty vague in general. And then just like we did with the Rangers, we're going to check out the logo and see and see. And actually, it looks just like a white shark, and and it's relatively large in size. So it looks like they're depicting a great white, like you talked about. So I think that's what we'll go with. We'll go with a great white shark that has steel skin. Now, uh, I think a lot of people know the common characteristics of a gray white, but is there anything that changes because of its uh, steel being skinned? Because some characteristics of steel is it's a very, very strong metal, but it's also very, very heavy. And gray whites also are known to be very, very quick swimmers. I read something where they can get up to uh, uh, 24 kilometers per hour in a straight line. But, wow, somebody's been doing his research. Uh, not a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so with steel skin, which is going to be immensely more heavy than a normal skin of a, of a shark, uh, would, that, would that impact them in any way? I mean, it's got to slow them down. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're adding, you're adding a lot of weight onto the shark. Uh, I think, you know, uh, it would have to battle just to, to remain buoyant, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, to, to maneuver, but it, it has to slow them down. You know, yep. I mean, a steel skin would, would, would really take away a lot of the speed element. From right. The great it's almost like a knight wearing a full suit of armor. Like you're going to have that added uh, protection, but it, it will right. slow you down. So I think, right. I think that's an accurate uh, or, or our best depiction of what, what we can do with this steel shark because uh, they don't exist. On the other hand, uh, the Vikings, they currently don't exist in the way that you know them, but they were very real and they ver were very impactful on history um, throughout the world, throughout the world. They were, they, after reading, I had no idea how immense their, their travel and their influence was. Um, what can you tell us about the Vikings? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Vikings, you know, were, um, you know, they get, they get kind of depicted, I think, uh, uh, you know, probably not, not the best way, right? The, Almost uh, savages, the, the, right? Like unintelligent savages, savages. Right? yeah. And, yeah, and they don't, they don't really play into that they were merchants, right? And they were excellent seamen, and they were, you know, they were farmers. And, but I think when you look at the impact uh, of the and you, to your point, the entire world was the 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 merchant aspect and and the the you know sea navigation. I mean, uh, it really, if you want to be technical about, it, they probably discovered discovered North America long long before.
before Columbus did. You yeah, know, with with you know, I read that they that, they they read or they found like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, yeah, that whole yeah, eastern yeah. Can, Canadian now Canadian seaboard, and yeah. um, and it's it was really interesting. I I was actually uh, a day in Stockholm, and they they an old merchant ship. I don't know if it was specifically Vikings, but it was from that lineage, sunk in the harbor of Stockholm, and they brought it back and and. And they said there's still technology or things that they did with wood building these ships that is still not being you can't duplicate yeah. it today. So they were yeah. they were highly yeah, intelligent they, engineers as well. Yeah, they were yeah they were a lot more sophisticated than I think they're given credit for. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, you know they you know they actually were you know um, you know were were groomed themselves were very cleanly. And a lot of times they would bathe every day, which is in Europe. That was back in the day. That was unheard of, you know. Mm-hmm. And they found combs and they bleached their hair. They liked being, they, you know, they weren't blondes a lot of cases, but that blonde was perceived as as being very um, more, I mean, more attractive. So they would bleach their hair. Uh, they, you know, they found toothpicks. Uh, so I think they were a lot more sophisticated mm-hmm. than what they get credit for. But you can't really take away from how brutal they were, too. Right? Yeah. How they, how were they as they, as warriors? Oh, as, as well as warriors, it's interesting because, you know, they were, they were very similar to raiders, right? They, you know, they, they were, you know, in most cases did not, you know, they came in and raided, you know, monasteries or villages, especially, uh, I mean, just terrorized England, you know, uh, so, you know, they, they really, you know, really transformed England, but, uh, you know, at first they would come over and it was easy picking, right? They'd come in and, and raid a monastery or, you know, and, and, you know, you know, rape and pillage and grab the, not a ton of defense there. No. And, you know, and even, and even, you know, the navigation, because I'm sailing up rivers all the way to Paris and sacking Paris. And so I think that was in one of my episodes, by the way, that was in today's history. Oh, was it? Okay. A few weeks ago. Okay. Well, you know, that is, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So they were, they were mostly, you know, raiders, right. And, and marauders and all that. Now what, but they did, you know, at one point, you know, um, they called it the great heathen army, you know, invaded, uh, England as an army and took over most of England. And it wasn't, it was up to King Alfred the great to stop them from taking over the entire country. But, but, uh, you know, so you can't take away their ability, you know, as warriors, they mm-hmm. were, uh, and the other thing you talk about the steel sharks, you know, they were he- heavily armored too. You know, almost every Viking had a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a metal helmet or you know, a helmet or a metal helmet. Uh, most not, you know, the, the, the horns are really kind of, uh, yeah, that uh, kind of uh, really adaption or yeah, yeah. misconception. Yeah. Or, you know, they really didn't have horns, but they had metal helmets. They had, you know, the metal male shirts and they had mm-hmm. shields. So they were heavily armored too. Um, and, you know, it's interesting too, when you do some research, they didn't use swords so much. They were more lo- spears, spears, yep. spears, spears, and their shields. And then also, um, you know, they were known too for a double handled uh, battle axe that, you know, and the battle axe, uh, you know, could, could, you know, be used to split split a shield in half right exactly it was armor piercing metal yeah armor piercing so you know that could come in play when you start discussing taking on uh steel covered sharks right and they were also they were also super strong um 
they actually they actually weightlifted. Uh, I was reading about their culture and and you know they wrestled quite a bit as like um, in in their free time, like a leisure sport was wrestling. But they also right. lifted stones, uh, right, in their leisure time. So I imagine on average they were very very strong people as well. Strong and even like you know even even back when they were battling like the Anglo-Saxons and in England they were generally bigger, larger, yeah. larger than than a lot of the other Europeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they took, just, you know, it seems like they, it was almost like ancient Sparta where they took like the art form of battle seriously and they would work on their crafts. They were skill, skilled. Yeah, even, uh, even, you know, yeah, even the, even the women. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the women were great warriors too. Now from a, from a tactic standpoint, uh, I read about something called berserkers yeah. and oftentimes these berserkers were leading the charge, right? right? They were, they were the ones they would send in first and then everybody else would kind of clean up. Uh, tell us about berserkers a little bit. Well, berserkers a lot of times were some of the greatest warriors, but they also, you know, looked at that, um, their, the, the essence of being a berserker was actually maybe drug induced yep. that, you know, they, they, that they actually, uh, you know, you practice using, you know, magic mushrooms or mushrooms. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, uh, Lucigenic. So they would, they'd kind of be stoned out of their heads too, right? When they, when they attacked and didn't feel pain, you know, like they would if they were not stoned. Uh, but so usually it was the biggest, strongest, best warriors that were, you know, were out of their, you know, minds, by, you know, by, in, you know, eating mushrooms before the battle. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Because if we talk about our, the context of this battle, right, where it's 11 on 11 um, on a football field, there's several, several questions we have to answer before we hypothesize how this battle would go. Uh, and since we're on the Vikings, let's start with the Vikings. What, what, 11, what 11 Vikings are we talking about here? Uh, are we talking about berserkers? Are we talking about normal soldiers or some type of mix? Because the normal battle style would be sending in X amount of berserkers and then people following up. How, how are we going to do that out of these 11? Well, to me, to me, I don't think it would make sense if you're, if you're talking about a Viking army or, you know, group of, of raiders, not all of them would be berserkers, right? Right. There'd be a, there'd just be but a most certainly there probably berserkers. would be right. Yeah they, they, yeah, yeah, they would lead the charge. So I guess the first discussion is out of the 11, how many are berserkers? Right. You know, because it would, it would probably be, you know, to me, maybe two or three okay. are, are maybe the berserkers and, and the other, let's say, eight are, are just normal Viking okay. soldiers. Let's go, let's go Vikings. eight Viking, normal Viking warriors and three berserkers. Okay. 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 That, and now. Yeah, because, yeah. And now on the other side of the ball, or other side of the field, um, steel sharks. Uh, they don't actually exist, so I don't feel like I need to be very specific in what the context of the battle is, because we even talked about submerging the field and you know having a meter of water, and so the sharks can swim around. Um, we're also talking about, uh, you know, it wasn't defined as a great white, but we're defining as a great white based on the logo. So they're about, you know, four meters long, an average male. 
Um, so would even a meter of water even suffice? Probably not. So what we're going to do is that they are on land, but because they're myth, they're, they don't exist anyways, they move on land as if they were in water. So whatever, whatever you have to picture, whether that's like a trolley with wheels on its belly or whatever. So they move on land as if they were in water. So they're straight line fast. They cannot stop moving. Right. And they, um, their turning radius is not great. Right. Like these big great white sharks, how they normally attack is they swim up underneath their, their, their victims or their prey, right? Because they have dark tops, white bottoms, and then they come up from underneath, which they, they can't do in this scenario. Right, right. But they, they miss, they swim away, and then they come back, right? They always attack in straight lines. So um, we're going to do it that way where they swim fast in straight lines, but their, their turning radius is going to be the same that it was in water as well. Does that, does that seem okay. fair? Yeah, I mean, would, would, you, would you indicate, we indicated earlier that uh, with the steel skin, that would slow them down. Would that still, even though you're saying they're moving like they would be in water, would that still be a contributing factor to slow them down? Absolutely. The so it would be okay. a, hypothe- a hypothesized okay. steel shark in water, now on land, okay. but with the same okay. capacity of movement. Okay. So we have... 11 Vikings, eight normal Viking warriors, three berserkers, and 11 average-sized great white sharks with steel skin, but they can move on land as if they're in water. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I, you know, I have a better idea of, of a berserker with, you know, just watching one of your offensive linemen play for several years. So I yeah. kind of feel like I've, actually seen you know probably the closest thing to a real life berserker right but there's no there's no okay. mushrooms i can promise no can okay promise no, mushrooms. no mushrooms so they're so they're so they're they're there's they're stone cold sober berserkers exactly okay exactly. okay that's important so we kind of talked about the strategy of a steel shark or a, a white shark when they when they attack right it, it's usually from underneath which they're not able to do here and then a straight line and they obviously have rows of teeth and they get a hold of you and then they rip and your limbs are gone. So what do you think their strategy, if they had a strategy, would be during this fight? What are their strengths and weaknesses, you think? Well, I mean, you know, like you said, they're, they, they, they're, you know, they can't come up below, right? Right. Like what they normally would do. Because uh, they they're very much surprise attack uh, right. Um, right. aggressors. And, and there's no surprise in this, right? They're lined up and when the whistle blows, you know, they're probably going to just, uh, you know, a straight line, you know, their straight line speed, they're going to probably just swim directly at the Vikings. Right. Yeah. It's, it's much and, like we talked about last uh, battle where the Giants want to close space against the Rangers. I imagine yeah. the Sharks would want to close space as well for obvious reasons. Right. 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 And the interesting thing is the Vikings are kind of the same way, right? They, they, you know, they, they usually would charge into battle right. led by the berserkers. You know, they weren't, you know, they weren't, uh, you know, the type of military that would sit back in like a phalanx or, you know, with the shields all and let right. the other army attack. They were, they were attackers too, yeah. chargers. So you'd probably have, when the whistle blows, you'd probably had 
you know, the three berserkers going full go with all 11 sharks coming full go. And then right behind them, though, would be the other eight, you know, Vikings. Right. I think it would probably be you know, like a collision, right. you know, in the middle of the field. So I have, I have no idea how this will go. We have not spoke about this prior. Um, so we do have 11 Vikings, 11 sharks attacking each other. And I think it can get interesting in the discussion of how it go. But what, what is your first thought about how this battle would, would proceed? Well, I think that my first thought is, is that I don't know that the Sharks would even really have the, you know, the intelligence to understand the game of football. And I think they're looking at, I'm going to eat some Vikings. Right? Yeah, which, which is the goal. They're, they're gonna, it's it's on eat. a football they're, field, but it yeah. doesn't. Right. So yeah. their goal is, I'm going to move as fast as I can with my steel skin, and I'm going to go start biting hunks out of the Vikings. Right? Exactly. But the, but the interesting thing that I think doing search on my own is the interesting thing is, Guess what? The Vikings also ate sharks, right? In fact, the, you know, they founded Iceland and the national dish of Iceland is called a uh, hakarl. And hakarl is fermented or rotten shark, right? So here the thing is you've got two teams that both want to eat each other. Well, and right? the other got- thing is too, the other thing is too, that the berserkers were often commonly, um, depicted as biting their shields like they're they're so enraged and so crazy right. they would bite right. their own so they have right. a taste for metal too right so like i said so this this would be you know, unlike the last battle where you know the rangers are held back and the giants are charging and they're this is both 11 on 11 just charging at them mm-hmm. both with the concept of i'm hungry right right um you know and and with the with the Vikings, they're not going to eat the sharks right away. They'd have to kill them and let them rot, and then come back right, and right. eat them later. I think they I oftentimes anyway, bury so, them too. So yes, yeah, so to me, there's this major collision. But it would start out kind of, and I imagine the the berserkers are just going to probably be in the middle of the field, right? I mean, all three of them. You would imagine that the three berserkers would just charge directly exactly. the middle of the field, right? And so they would they would come in and, and hit the middle group of the sharks where the other sharks I think would, would keep going. Right. That mm-hmm. I don't think the sharks would converge all, you know, all 11 on those three. No, berserkers. well, they're, they're so, not, they're not pack predators. Usually they're no, very much lone wolves. No, no, they're each, each shark's picking out one Viking. I would imagine he's going so. for that Viking. So I, I got to think that the three berserkers would charge and they would meet, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing with a huge collision with three sharks. Right. But I'd put my money on the berserkers. Okay. Because the, the berserkers normally have those two handed battle axes that we've already talked about. Right. Can, can pen can penetrate steel, can penetrate mm-hmm. metal, can split helmets, can cut shields in half. And I think they meet the sharks and, and immediately, take out those three sharks with their battle axes. Okay. The first blows they hit, you know, so might one, not kill the sharks, but they're, they're devastating blows. Right. Probably right to the crown of the head or something. Right. Right. That's right. what the they were known the for. Right. Shark, exactly. That, that battle, that battle axe comes down right on that head and it's, it's, and basically that shark's taken out. Okay. So I think and, that happens in the, in the middle, the, the three sharks are taken out by the three berserkers. Right. Okay. And then, and then I think the other sharks are going to run into, we talked about, which, you know, like I said, there's another mis, misperception of, of, of the Vikings. You know, they're not there with their swords 
and their and their and where well, their shields and their swords, mm-hmm. they've got their their shields and a spear. Right. Right. So that's those spears are going to to hit the sharks before the sharks get a chance. True. To actually true um, attack the, the Viking. But the spears probably aren't. They can't thrust with enough power like the battle axe to split the steel. Probably they would have to no, get them the could, eyes or the gills or something. Right, but it would it would probably slow the charge down. So like sure. they, the, the yeah they the could kind of keep them at the a spear. distance. Yeah, we keep yeah. them and it would, would would kind of slow them down. And then they'd also be able to to kind of keep the shark at bay with their shields. Mm-hmm. So but do you think, I think do you think the the shark being steel and as heavy as it is and gaining a momentum of let's say they meet after fifteen yards if they meet at the fifty, I mean that shark's going to blow through any shield and maybe not be able to bite but just send these. No, true, send true. true. Yeah. I can see that the shark when they when there's the collision. You know, the spear maybe slows them down a little. They hit the yeah, shield and, just, and and maybe knocks the Viking down. I could imagine. And that. then and then they would probably keep going, right? The yep. sharks because it's not like they're gonna turn a dime no, no, that no. momentum. They're gonna they're gonna keep going, knock the Vikings down, right? So the so the three sharks are gone. So the eight sharks let's let's say crush through the Viking line. Okay. But they don't really inflict a lot of damage because of the you know, the shield and the spears. Mm-hmm. But now, now you've got all 11 Vikings behind the sharks, right? Because the sharks, yep. the sharks swim sharks through and through. they got to turn around and come back. Right. They got to kind of try to turn around. Meanwhile, you know, once the, once the berserkers took out those first three sharks, what did they do? They turn, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're nuts, right? They yeah, just they're want, going, they're, they're going after they the other sharks. eight. Yeah. They want some rotten shark soup, man. So they're going to turn around and they're coming. They're coming too. So I think you'd have the Berkers back and perhaps the, the Viking, the other eight Vikings that may perhaps been knocked down. And then you have the three Berserkers lead another charge on three more sharks, right? Mm-hmm. And then as those sharks are trying to turn around, as they're turning around, they're meeting uh, a battle axe. Mm-hmm. And so now you take out three more sharks. So now, now you're, you're down five, to five on eleven. Five on eleven, and meanwhile, meanwhile, the other Vikings that were knocked down are up with their shields, and they pulled out their battle axes, and they're coming. And you know now they can go. There's only five left. They can come and and somewhat start. You know, even on the left flank and the right flank, start surrounding the sharks. Meanwhile, the three berserkers, they want. You know, they're looking for three more sharks. So I think between the three berserkers and, and the other eight Vikings that have kind of surrounded the left flank and the, and the right flank of the five remaining sharks, they hack them. They hack them to death. Wow! And maybe, I never. Maybe, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect maybe, a blowout. You know, but it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it is kind of going to be a blowout because I think just just uh, um, you, you know, the the lack the way of they, depth. Right. You know, you kind of put sharks on a two D kind of scenario. And uh, it's very dis, uh, it's not advantageous for them at all. No, and, 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 you know, no strategy really on the sharks, right? They're just gonna, no. they're gonna charge straight ahead and try to eat. And in limited strategy on the Viking side, but just the tenacity of the berserkers. Yeah, the berserkers are the big difference. And the, the fact oh, yeah, that they're able, yeah. they have weapons that can penetrate armor. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. huge advantage. So wow, to I, me, I don't, I don't even know. I think you could probably have maybe 
you know, uh, uh, some some injuries, you know, to the eight Vikings. That, no, you know, I imagine the them taking a charge from a steel great white is going to, they're not going to just pop up from that. But right. uh, serious, severe injury, probably not as well, you know. Not if they use the shield effectively, right, and, exactly. they, and they also had the, they also had the spear, you know, and uh, and I think you know then they would just help the the berserkers just take care of the other five sharks that were that were left that were still trying to figure out you know okay we're going to try to turn around we're having to try to get our momentum back up to charge again yeah I think it's probably going to end up being a blowout yeah I think I think the biggest thing for the the great whites is the you know, there's always the famous videos of them breaching the water and they have a s- seal in their mouth or whatever. That was eliminated. That was nullified. Yeah, so I that can't was do their, that. Can't come from That below. was their biggest tactic and it was right. gone. And, and once, once these berserkers had armored piercing axes, I think it was all over. Yeah. And actually the steel skin was probably a detriment to them because it, it, it slowed them down and, they, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, enough of a defensive... Uh, not against the berserkers. Advantage, you know, with the, with the berserkers' battle axes. Exactly. So they'd probably been better off if they didn't have the skills, the steel skins in this battle because they could have maneuvered quicker. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, no, I think a blowout for the, for the Vikings. Wow. Wow. Well, there you have it. Matchup two of the AFL team name Rumble goes to the Vikings. That means in this side of the bracket, you have the Giants – against the Vikings in a semifinal matchup. Now that will be interesting. That will be a, that will be a battle. I don't know. I don't know if the berserkers will be so effective on the giants, like they were the steel sharks. No, because basically the giants, you have 11 berserkers that are, that are a lot larger than the Vikings berserkers. Yeah, so it's going to, and they're not going to be able, they're not going to be able to hit them on the crown of the head with the ax too, which was, and no. uh, a famous move of the berserkers, right? They were able to, right. they were like historically able to one hit kill people right. with these battle axes. And that's, they might, they might be able to get a giant in the, in the torso maybe. Right. But it, yeah, it, it wouldn't be probably the same. Came, you know, good point. They probably can't even reach the, the head. No, no, because they were big humans, but they weren't right. Four meters tall. No, that'll be an interesting, that'll be it an interesting be. battle. It yeah. will be. I th- I probably enjoy this way too much. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> I hope I hope other no. people do it uh, as well. Again, if you think we missed something, if you completely disagree, if you completely agree, uh, let us know. Again, we're open minded. Uh, these are purely hypothetical, uh, so actually nobody's wrong. Um, besides, if you say the Rangers beat the Giants, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, pops, thanks again for joining. I appreciate your creativity and your expertise. And no, uh, it was fun, Sean. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great way to pass the time when we're all, you know, all over the world, you know, uh, in sheltering in place, you know, staying at home and, and, uh, you know, trying to stay safe and healthy with the COVID-19, you know, scenario. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and if, if this brought a smile to your face, um, then it was worth it. And it, if it pissed you off, uh, it was also worth it. I got mad the other day um, at 
what was Friday's episode? Uh, on Bill O'Brien at Mike Gundy and at David Carr. And it felt good. It actually felt good to get mad too. So any range of emotion is good during this time. Well, I think, I think we're making a mistake of calling it in, in, in over, and I don't know if it's the same over there, you know, in, in, uh, in Austria, but you know, over here we're calling it social distancing or, you know, and I don't think that, I don't think we, we it's physical distancing, right? right. We're, we're physically, we're, you know, but, but we need to, we need to maintain our, our social, you know, relationships and, for and, sanity reasons. and there's no, there's no reason to, to, to not be social, right. And sociable no. and maintain your, your friendships and all that, you know, there's too many ways of doing that. So, you know, I, I think we, you know, we need to, we need to practice physical distancing, but not social. Absolutely. Absolutely. And until next time for us, uh, next, next matchup is going to be Raiders versus the Panthers. So I have okay. no hunch. We're, we're going to try to be as unbiased as possible. Uh, it'll be a legitimate battle. So that if the Raiders lose in the first round, they lose in the first round. Um, yeah, we're not biased at all. No, absolutely not biased. No, no, no bias. No, no, no totally, bias no, totally objective. Uh, yeah. As objective. No. I mean, we take this dead yeah. serious and we're professionals. So yeah. uh, absolutely no bias. That's right. Absolutely. So, Pops, thanks again. See you soon. Yeah, thanks, John. It was fun. Of course. Okay. Bye-bye. I'm wasting my life pursuing my dreams Running and running Stuck in a wheel Running and running, falling down hard Scratching my skin, breaking my heart Bleeding and hurting is part of the game Nursing the fire, fueling the flame Thank you for listening to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Sean is the best. He's a superstar.